Happy Monday, friends. Today's episode brings us Armand. He is currently training for his first strongman after watching a Netflix documentary on strongman competitions. And he also shares all the challenges he's faced and how he overcame them through motivation and really just eliciting his passion through working out and also cooking. Listen, enjoy, and have a great day. Hey. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Not bad, not bad. Are you uh are you back in Mankato right now or are you uh yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, there we go. Just trying to fix the yeah, I'm back in Mankato. I this weekend I had some stuff going on at school. I have an exam coming up, so oh. I didn't travel back yeah to Minneapolis, but yeah. It was uh we got some stuff done this weekend, so it was yeah. good. Good. Well, thank you for joining me. I'm excited. I, uh, I'm happy to be here. I actually, I told Cronny, we were actually Cronny and I think Matt, I was like, I want to have Armand on here. <laughs> <laughs> so I know um, you obviously are doing the strongman competition with me. Um, yeah. But before that, I mean, had you done any type of like competitive things like that? Or um, were you in any sports growing up? Kind of share a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, sure. So competition-wise, no. I haven't okay. been in any competitions or anything like that. But uh, sports, I was all throughout high school. I was in football. And then me and my friends, we did, like, uh, park board, basketball, and, okay. like, tennis and stuff like that. So it was mostly for fun and, like, yeah. for football. I was, like, second string, third string. So didn't get to see much yeah. playing time. but. I was still around. I liked yeah. the environment. I liked just being around the activity and everything. So it was always fun. Yeah. Yeah. But going into like the transition from going from high school to college, from like being super active and being around yeah. friends and everybody, and then going to call like first year of college. And when I started at St. Thomas, I didn't know to, that. I'm from, yeah, I went to St. Thomas. Oh, well, yeah, I went, okay. I think, one or two semesters okay. to okay. St. Thomas, yeah. So I went there and the transition of not having, like, the friends around and stuff yeah. and kind of, like, not trying to figure school out, which was completely different from high school, kind of yeah. stepping away from the sports and stuff aspect of it. It was difficult, but it was, like, a good kind of change for me, which... Yeah. I enjoyed it to some degree, but then it also had its downsides as well. Yeah. What is kind of something that, I guess, for staying active, I know you mentioned like it was hard transitioning from high school into college. What was something that you did to kind of help, I guess, maybe create that um, that kind of lifestyle in a sense that you had um, had in high school and now in, wanted to do in college? Oh, uh, well, I think in college, it was just like going, trying to get at least a little bit of walking in every so mm-hmm. often, like trying to do is stay active as best as I could. But even in high school, other than the sports, I was never really the person to go to the gym every single day or yeah. just being active outside. So like I would go play during the season of football and then until the next season starts. It was basically my 
off season. I would never go work out to yeah. try to improve and stuff like that. So it was just the same cycle. And going to college, that one was just it enhanced it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I became a little bit more lazier because I didn't have to, that little bit of football practices that I right. had every day and stuff. So it led to some downsides, which caused me to have some like really bad back problems and stuff from okay. there. And then coming up from football, I had really bad knees from that as well. Yep. I was a center. I was always taking oh. the hits and stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so it was, it was not the best. Yeah. And it wasn't until I got into really working out and stuff until I saw it was a documentary that I saw on Netflix. It was a Eddie Hall strongman documentary. You might have seen it. It's one of yeah. my favorites. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's awesome. It, yeah, it's a very good one. So yeah. I watched that one and that kind of being at the like the low point that was in my life that mm-hmm. was kind of like it motivated me a little bit I was like you know what let me give it a shot I went yeah. like the first day I got my membership at YMCA in Edina and mm-hmm. I was like you know what I'll go and deadlift for the for the first day yeah so I went and I think I deadlifted like 135 145 I was like perfect this is yeah. like I feel strong. I feel good. I was like, this is good. And then it was like about a month that like every week I was deadlifting almost every single day. Oh, wow. During that. Yeah. So I was going like, I didn't know anything else in the gym. So I saw him training for his deadlifts and stuff. I was like, you know what? That's going to be my thing. Yeah. I'm just going to deadlift every single day, low weights and just see where it takes me. And it was I was getting like 10 pounds added like every single week. And I was just, my weight, like the deadlift weight was just skyrocketing up. Yeah. So I was getting excited. I was telling people that like, yeah. oh, I can now deadlift 225. I can now deadlift this. Yeah. So Which was, adding 10 pounds, it sounds like it's a small amount, but it's huge. And when you're lifting, I mean, even adding five pounds and hitting that like weight, it's awesome. Like there's, mm-hmm. it's funny. Cause like people don't really realize that until they actually are in it, like doing it. Yeah. 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 Right now I can see the difference of that. I have like plateaued a bit on some of the, the weights yeah. and stuff. Adding like the two and a half pounds on each side is yep. a huge change. So yeah. yeah, it takes definitely a toll, but um my weight, like the deadlift was going up and up. And then I started expanding a little bit more to like trying to get some squatting in and stuff. I never mm-hmm. really had good knees to begin with. Yeah. So I started very light, but my form was horrible. I think. Okay. Yeah. My form never got better until I joined uh, the Eden Prairie gym with pad yeah. and stuff. And they kind of helped me through it. I think like the first session with Pat that I had there, he helped me through like, especially with my form for my deadlift, mm-hmm. squats and almost everything. Yeah. So I feel like it was during that time that my form really got better. But before that, it was just how to see how heavy I can go on all of right. the lifts. Well, and yeah, form is, which, I mean, the form is a huge part of it is, uh, you mm-hmm. know, like a lot of people sometimes don't realize that even just switching your form a little bit can help with alleviate like the knee problems or um, even increase your weight 
for what you can lift. Yeah, yeah, the form was huge, especially for my squad. Deadlift, yeah. not so much. It was, I feel like, that was other stuff. But squatting for me was really that big thing when I got my form down. Yeah, that was when I started the. I started to see an increase in weights that I could lift. Yeah, that's awesome. So, uh, so I guess how did you come across then Eden? prairie anytime are you originally from eden prairie or no i'm not okay uh, i was i before i lived in richfield and then okay. my parents when i was living with my parents they moved they bought a house in eden prairie that we fixed okay. up and stuff it's very close by to the gym so we they moved and then i couldn't find any gyms close by so every day i would drive all the way to the Dinah location YMCA yeah to go and work out there because I felt comfortable at that gym that was the gym yeah. I've been going to for like two three months I felt very comfortable I was like you know that's gonna be my gym just yeah. gonna keep going there doesn't matter but I started seeing like oh like I would come back from school it would be late I was like I really don't want to drive all the way down right to the YMCA maybe I'll go tomorrow so when like in the month of just back and forth of that of going one day not going the next mm-hmm. day and stuff like that and it caused me to one day calling the Eden Prairie gym and I think I spoke with Kayla and I put the scheduled an appointment I went in I saw the gym and the first thing that I noticed that I like fell in love with that gym immediately was the turf area yeah that little turf area that we had I had yep. like most of the gym I had been to then none of them had it so I was like you know that's I like that yeah so that was one of the big reasons that I joined the gym and okay. then it went to that there was the I think it, they were doing a challenge at the time I forgot what the challenge mm-hmm. was for the gym so I joined that challenge but I was never really comfortable in the group exercises that everybody was doing. So I really mm-hmm. like the one V ones versus with Pat. Okay. At the time. Yeah. Never really enjoyed the group exercises until like I did like five or six sessions of them. Yeah. And once I got to know more people in the yeah. seven PMs and stuff like that, which was when I really fell in love with the group exercises, I kinda of moved away from the one V ones that we me and Pat had. Yeah. Yeah. No, those, I think, I think it's also helpful too, because I feel like the seven o'clocks are not that a lot of, not that the other sessions don't have like strong individuals, but I feel like with the seven o'clocks, it's just a different group. I mean, I feel like we just move weight, just like it's nothing (laughs) and not to like, not to like brag or anything, but it's true. Like, I feel like we're all very we're very focused in that, like the heavier lifts, I feel like than other yeah, sessions I've been in. Yeah, it's a very tough session to be a yeah. part of. Like I've joined some of the other sessions. They're very fun as well. But yeah, I, I mean, it's... and they're tough too in and of itself. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a different, it, it's a def, it's a definitely a different feel for sure. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. It was mostly, I feel like one of the big reasons, the 7 p.m. I feel like Pat, just his energy that he gives off, mm-hmm. just... Pat, and I feel like one of the reasons 7 p.m. was very good for me was because at the time when I started, I started around the same time as when I think Matt first joined the gym as well. Okay. 
and Cronny was doing the 7 p.m.s as well, a lot of it. So it was kind of just that group of people that I kind of got to know more and more as time went on. So yeah. that was one of the big reasons we kind of just started to progress all at the same right. time. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And uh, I guess what kind of helped you kind of continue moving forward and what, I guess, what made you want to do more of like the heavier lifting versus, um, you know, any other type of exercise? Uh, one thing, the I think the heavier ones, I feel like every time I went into the gym and mm-hmm. then like lower weights, I've tried, I've tried many different types of weight, like doing like a strong man, doing like bodybuilding type of mm-hmm. exercise, like low weight, high reps and stuff. Yeah. And I kind of felt every time I did those type of thing, I felt bored. Like it wasn't doing the low weight, high reps that I feel yeah. at, at the end of my workout. I was getting enough of my workouts because that just takes a different type of motivation to get right. like, you really need to hit those reps and stuff. So yeah. I didn't really feel like that was doing me any good. Yeah. I started transitioning to see how heavy I can do all of the workouts and I set myself some goals a few years back I still haven't hit some of them but Mm -hmm. it's a progress building up to it slowly yeah and that's a great point right there is that it it takes time I mean I think Mm -hmm. that's the hard part is a lot of people think that they can just go into the gym and lift heavy but it's like no you got to build yourself up from there like first because it's not an easy feat to deadlift mm-hmm. 300 pounds or 400 pounds or to squat that amount. You know, it's just, it is, it's, it's hard, I guess for me, like, you know, there's certain things that I do to kind of get out of that, like mind funk when you're, when you can't hit a lift, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. What's yeah. something that you do to kind of like, I guess not get over it, but like, how do you get through something when you're when you're trying to lift heavy and you're just not, you're not getting it and you're not pulling it. Like, what do you do to tell yourself, like, come on, Amar, I'm like, just fucking lift or, you know, like, is it something that you do <laughs> <Yeah>. or. <laughs> uh, I feel like that for me, one thing that best works is I sometimes will take like a step back and okay. just revisit that lift, maybe a different day. Like maybe that day I wasn't feeling well, maybe I'll come back to it and visit it again like today for example I was doing one rep deadlifts to see like where where my standards are for the competition yeah and I think I got up to like 365 and that was when I couldn't lift so I was like you know what I'll come back I'll redo it on Tuesday or Wednesday I'll come back and do another back day and see where I'm at on that one but I feel like the motivation that I have is just that goal that I have set for myself to Mm -hmm. see if I can hit it. I really like my all time goal would be to try to hit 500 on the deadlift. That's an awesome goal. Yeah. (laughs) It's definitely doable. You can definitely do it. Yeah. yeah, I believe in you. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely doable, but I feel like for me and like my back problems that I have, like, yeah, I can do the hex bar I can do 405 on the hex bar but doing yeah. it on the straight bar is a completely different game it's yep. so much more pressure and stuff so I feel like it just comes down to my technique trying to go and rework everything to yeah get everything fixed in there. yeah 
No, I think that's a good thing to do. Cause again, sometimes as you know, it's like, it can get frustrating. Yeah. Um, it was just like, uh, on Saturday I was doing my cleans and it's, I've cleaned and jerked like 135 pounds before. Okay. Yeah. So I like, I was doing my cleans for two reps just to, you know, obviously see where mm -hmm. I'm at, like for the, for the competition too. And it's like, I could not get under the 135. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but it's like, and it was so frustrating because I was actually working out with Tommy and it's like, I know I can do it. And I think that's the most frustrating part. As you know, with weightlifting, yeah. it's like, there's days where you can just go in and you just attack the shit out of like any weight you yeah, do. Everything just seems easy. Yeah. And then there's <laughs> other days you're like, why can't I lift this? Like, what is happening? But it's true to go back on, uh, you know, and look at your technique. Um, so I actually, that's why I like filming sometimes. I hate like seeing myself on film, but it like, it helps me see like my form um, and like the technique. But yeah, I... I don't know, man. Sometimes it's just like you can't hit it and you're like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. I say for the competition, especially, I think my one of my, not fear, but like my weaknesses right now is the clean and press that we have yeah. to do. Yep. I think for my, the one that I signed up for is 195. Okay. And I have never done 195 before. So just trying yeah. to build up to the 195 weight to try and yeah. get it up. It's going to be tough, but it's going to be a fun challenge. Yeah. Really. I'm excited that you're doing this because I mean, and, <laughs> and that Brandy's joining us too, just because mm -hmm. um, I, I didn't think I, one, would be doing a strongman competition again. And two, I didn't think I would be finding a gym where people would be doing it with me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, I'm just, I'm happy that we're all doing this together and we have a goal to like go for um, but it mm -hmm. is, it's, it's a different beast of a work, like to train for. Um, so yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. but it's fun. I, um, uh, is there, is there something that like, that you find that's helpful when you're training to kind of get yourself to the point where like, I can do this, like, even if you can't lift it and you, I know you said you step back, but is there something else that you do, um, kind of going into it, like mindset wise? into when you're getting into like heavy lifts that you do um, or say to yourself I feel like uh it's again comes down to that motivation of just wanting it more than yeah. like I just cannot the, for me it's really comes down to like the embarrassment of like squatting heavy and just mm -hmm. accidentally dropping the bar I hate that feeling like yep. that <laughs> ever happened to me yep so I'm just telling myself you better get this up you better get this up like yeah. don't let it fall so yeah. I feel like that's really for like squatting and stuff it really helps just not having to go through like the loud clanking of the metal yeah yep yeah I, I know I know that sound I've had I've had that sound <laughs> before that's the worst is when you have to like drop it and then you have to have someone help pick it up because it's not like it's easy to just put back on yeah. the rack um but I guess is there any other times where you feel like you, you just, your, your head's not in it or, you know, you're, you're feeling a little off, um, that is, there, I guess, are there times that that happens? And if there are, what do you do to kind of, I guess, refocus your mindset and shift that mindset? Um, I feel like for me, for my Sergio Solo, I deal with uh, 
kind of severe social anxiety. So it's kind of, it gets very hard for me to just thinking of like, it was really extreme kind of when I first started going to the gym a lot was thinking like, oh, I can't lift this up. And everybody in the gym is now looking at me like Mm -hmm. everybody is judging me right now. Yeah. Kind of just getting over that thing of just nobody cares. Yeah. Everybody's there to improve themselves. Like you shouldn't care. Like if you fail this weight or if you can lift it, like nobody's looking at yeah. you. Just stick to what you're doing. Just stick to the plan and mm-hmm. you'll get results. One day. Like yeah. for me, it was kind of like, it was that start was the biggest of just going to the gym trying to go to the gym at least every single day and kind of Mm -hmm. just falling into the routine of just keep failing but keep getting back up and just over and over and over again until kind of got over that anxious feeling of going to the gym and being in front of new people and stuff like that yeah that's I mean that's a great point because I feel like that is what a lot of people feel um they may not say it but I feel like it is it's intimidating to go into a gym Mm -hmm. any gym and see all these people that are way more you know like you can tell they've been working out for like years and to have to go in and try and do your own workout it is intimidating um but I think that's what I like about the anytime that we're at it's just everyone is so welcoming and which and again I've been in I've been like a part of like multiple gyms in the past but like this there's just something about the community there that's like not only do they not care about like if you can lift it or not but they also care about like bettering yourself and how they can help get you to that point yeah definitely it's I feel like it's a very down-to-earth group of people yeah everybody cares about each other and everyone wants the other person to do well right and I feel like the thing that helped me the most that like really nailed that in was I think last year when I started the 75 day hard with Kroni. Yep. And kind of just would be freezing cold, but we and them would just go on our walks of like, yeah, I remember that you guys were like, you guys were nailing that. I was like, that's too cold for me to be outside. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just having that motivation of, him helping me mm-hmm. he might not know this but I've let me let him know once or twice that like how much he helped me over the years of just making me stay motivated and just mm-hmm. kind of having that support group of just one day at a time it's yep. gonna be over one day at a time and that truly really helped me a lot with having to restart like four to five times yeah and ending so late so later than everybody else but it was a very good challenge what what do you feel was the hardest part about like what kind of helped what kind of made you restart the 75 hard a few times Uh, it was mostly life okay I wouldn't maybe one time I got sick for a few days yeah couldn't do it or I think there was one time I had to take my brother to the hospital or something and okay. that kind of just right just life happens and just yeah. gonna make it to it but I I stuck with it I yeah I told myself that I'm gonna yeah. Keep, yeah I'm gonna keep doing it and just went along with it yeah I guess uh, so uh, besides the gym factor what else do you like to do kind of just to help get you in almost more of like a 
what is it like just kind of more of like a positive mindset or to kind of just like if you're stressed for the day like what do you do to just relax and decompress I feel like for me uh kind of something that was is cooking I feel like that's kind of my like stress reliever of the day like I'm having a hard day I'll just go and like cook myself some food or just do anything kind of like that in the kitchen Mm -hmm. like cooking is one of my passions and I love to share it with everyone that I see so kind of being stressed throughout the whole day and just coming home and like cooking a meal for myself and like maybe changing some of the ingredients like making my own type of dish and stuff that kind of um kind of relieves all my stress of the day and kind of like relaxes everything and just Mm -hmm. enjoy the meal and just move on with the rest of my life yeah and did you was did you kind of grow up with like the cooking as like kind of like a like a Um, stress reliever because like I for me I don't know about like for you but like for me like having my parents immigrate here like food was kind of like a it was a way of us to gather and kind of be together as a family so like that's why I love cooking as well because it's like it's 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 the sharing of the meal it's the gathering of everyone to enjoy what we like put our heart and soul into so I just didn't know like culturally or anything if that's what you grew up with as well yeah in a Persian household cooking is like the center point of everything (laughs) so like everybody loves to cook food like for example my mom like Yep. If it was up to her, <laughs> she would have meals for the whole family every single day of like yeah. inviting everybody over to the house. We yep. just love that family aspect of it of just bringing everybody yeah. together all the time and just being around everybody. So I feel like cooking was really the center point of mm-hmm. everything. But I never really got into cooking until I want to say middle school that we had this like kind of home class oh yeah I don't know if it's what it's called these days but I don't even know if kids have them these days but <laughs> yeah home ec classes yeah I know yeah what so about. we had it in middle school so we kind of like they taught us how to sew they taught us how to do all these mm-hmm. other stuff and cooking was one of them and I kind of that was where I started to cook some meals I think one of our assignments we get extra credit if we cook food at home and like took pictures of it okay so I started I was falling behind in the class and like the song department I wasn't the best so (laughs) I was just making extra and extra foods for the extra credit so I can turn it in to catch up on my grade so that kind of was like the spark for me to kind of just well okay I'm kind of good at something I'm like continuing along with this that's awesome and and your are your parents originally from Turkey correct or no no so you've just i was i you were you went there though didn't you or yeah am i wrong okay (laughs) so i was born in iran okay and yeah so i lived in iran till i was like 10 or 11 okay and then i moved to turkey for two years got it kind of yeah so i moved there for two years and we're just waiting for like the visa and everything mm-hmm. and like trying to become a U.S. citizen so from there we moved to many to Minnesota that's where we had some family members and stuff okay so, yeah got it so I think I've been living here now since I was like 
12 or 13 or 13 or 14. Okay. So a good amount of years now. Yeah. I, I guess um, as far since you, you know, obviously lived elsewhere outside of this country, like kind of coming in as an immigrant, was there anything that you felt was like challenging? Um, uh-huh. Coming into For a different me, like atmosphere? Uh, well, one of the biggest challenges was language. So I feel like language mm-hmm. was that barrier because when I moved here, I did not know any English. Okay. And yeah, so just trying to learn and starting like fifth grade and trying to like learn yeah. kind of English and stuff while everybody yep. else was just all around me just enjoy like conversations and stuff. Yeah. Like I couldn't understand any of it. So just kind of learning English and stuff. So that was, I think, the biggest challenge for me. Mm-hmm. And I think other than that was when I first moved here, like in Turkey, we were kind of like struggling at the time because we couldn't bring all of our stuff that we had from Iran to Turkey to yeah. bring it here with us. So we're kind of on, I would say, on the lower end of the spectrum on like money-wise mm-hmm. and food-wise and stuff like that. So we really struggled with that. And when we first moved here, everything was just so available. Like you could just go yeah. to the store, like you will, my parents were earning more money. So, and school was giving me free lunches. Yeah. So it was just, everything was just so available mm-hmm. for me. So I feel like food became a very big problem for me that I was just eating more and more food at the time. Like, there'd be all these like picky American kids I want to say that like oh I don't like this in my lunch do you yeah. want I'll, I'll take it yeah so I feel like that became just one thing that I, I started to gain a lot of weight just mm-hmm. when I first moved here and like I was a kid so there's not much exercise or anything happening right. so that was kind of like the beginning of it all okay well and I you know that's to your point too, I feel like I, cause I just remember even talking to like my mom. Um, cause again, so they immigrated from the Philippines. So them yeah. coming from the Philippines to here, it, it's, 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 you're right. There was a lot more availability for a lot of things and there was a lot more yeah. opportunity for things. And, and it's so funny. Cause when you say like the people, like kids being picky on their food and it's so true because I remember being in school and I'm like, well, I have to eat what my parents packed me for lunch because yeah. like, that's all we could afford. And that's all we get. Um, and so for kids to be like, I don't want, like, I don't like ketchup or something. It's like, shit, I'm just happy to have food. <laughs> um, so yeah. I'm sure you can attest to that, but it is, it's something, there's something that I am grateful for, for having immigrant parents. I grew up here and I was born here, but to have my parents kind of teach us like what they grew up with and like how you know they instilled us like my parents like had like a because they grew up on the farms in the Philippines so they like they were very much like we're gonna grow whatever we can in the garden and then that's what we're gonna eat um so I'm sure you you can you know attest to that as well just being from a different country just being happy with what you've been given (laughs) yeah so it was mostly like for example in my house just growing up it was whatever my mom cooked it was Mm -hmm. that was food there was no like other options you either ate it or yeah went went to sleep hungry but so (laughs) so it was just something for me that it was I think 
I was listening to the pad talk who was uh, talking about like the clean plate. Yeah. So that was kind of my household as well. So it was just, you yeah. had to finish your plate completely. And I still remember it to this day. It was one of my mom's uncles, like we were at their house. I didn't like one of the foods that they had, but mm-hmm. it was on my plate. He told me you have to finish it. So oh. I was like, okay, as a kid, I was like, <laughs> yeah, I yep. finished it, but I think that was the last time I ever ate that food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think then, and, and that kind of goes back to, you know, like our, the whole, like the cooking aspect. It's, it's because mm-hmm. I think at least for me, it's, it reminds me of what I have been given growing up. Um, And so like yeah. being able to have a full fridge or um, food on my plate, it, it is. It's, and it's so crazy. Cause it's like, it's the little things that you don't think of, like the clean plate club, like yeah some kids are like oh you know like I'll just throw it and I just I to this day I still feel bad wasting food to the point where like sometimes like like I make questionable decisions and eating like meat I probably (laughs) shouldn't eat like it probably like is on the borderline of just like it's gonna make me sick (laughs) but again I think it that I I am I'm I'm glad that I grew up with with that because it it does give you kind of a different outlook on things even definitely even in the gym I mean it's like the don't quit like I saw you have the same sign as me I have the yeah. don't quit yep <laughs> um but it, it is it's something where when you have when you come from something like that I I feel like it's one of those things where it almost is like yeah like I I've been giving this like great opportunity just to be here so it's like I just mm-hmm. gotta I just got to do the best I can. Take advantage of those. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, Yeah, I feel like in those aspects, for me especially, like, it was very helpful, just kind of like the basics, Mm -hmm. just be a good person, like, kind of how to become, like, the person that I am today. But I feel like being from those immigrant households also kind of has its downsides as well. Like, Mm -hmm. for example, especially my household, it was always, like, we never like discussed feelings and stuff yeah. like that. So that was just always like, if somebody asked you, you were good, like, how was your day? It was good. Yeah. And that was it. Like there was no going into more and more conversations. So I feel uh-huh. like for me, especially that became very hard in like college and stuff like that. Yeah. And like, I know a lot more immigrants who were in my situations who will go through the exact same situations yeah. as well. I mean, I, I'm not an immigrant myself, but having immigrant parents, like mental health was like a, let's not talk about it. Cause that doesn't exist mm-hmm. in our household. And I I'm glad that you brought that up because it is hard. I mean, again, I, I get, I get where the parents are coming from in the sense of like, we, we sacrificed so much to get to this country and yep. we, you know, we had to give up things and um, take on new things to, to get to where we are. But the same time it is, it's like, again, to your point, like of college, like it's such a different environment for people that mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to then like, when we don't have those coping, coping skills growing up, it's like, then you get to this point in college where you're in situations, you're like, what am I supposed to do here? Like, yeah, am, am exactly. I supposed to cry? Am I supposed to laugh? Like, what, <laughs> what do I do? What was something that kind of helped you? then kind of just rediscover who you were as a person and like really 
be in tune with your your emotions your feelings I feel like one thing that helped was really gym just going yeah. to the gym each and every day and just kind mm-hmm. of that start that I needed was that because especially like in college it was just things were getting like that first semester going yeah. from high school to college I wasn't I had always I always had good grades in high school and stuff yeah. like that so and high school was easy it wasn't difficult yeah. at all so I thought it's oh it's a piece of cake I'm just yeah. gonna go to college like, and college is the same thing same it's thing. fine yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the exact same thing so I never yeah. really got into learning how to like study or like mm-hmm. doing all these other things so like grade wise I really struggled in my first semester at St. Thomas and then on top of it they're just like stress eating and be like yeah. okay I'm not gonna go to class I'm just gonna go do something else and just kind of all of it compiling on top of each other mm-hmm. and having no way of kind of like what do I do now? I'm just going to go right. and do something else. I'm just going to go eat more food because I had no way of like, I wasn't speaking to anybody about it. So I was mm-hmm. kind of just like push it on the rug and just let yeah. it be. We'll figure it out later on. Yeah. And it's, and it's sad because that it's such a, it's, a, it's such a, it not, I don't want to say it's a common thing, but it, it almost is in a sense with a lot of people that they just, yep. And it could be just a generational thing. It could be the fact that like we grew up with immigrant parents and you yourself are an immigrant. Like it just, just, I just wish there was more knowledge around that and being aware of it and being able to not have to sweep it under the rug because when you do it for so long, you get so used to it. And then it gets to the point where you're like, well, now what do I do? Because I'm fucking falling apart. Like (laughs) shit is like going crazy and I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to cope. I don't know where I can go to get help. Um, So I guess at what point did you realize like I need to change and break that cycle of what I had growing up and do what I need to do that's best for my mental health now? I feel like my moment was just it was one day just becoming like more transparent with all of the problems that I had so kind of just speaking to that one person about it I remember the day that my uncle was at our house Mm -hmm. and we're just speaking and stuff like that and I don't know I just felt like a sudden emotion of just like that came over me and couldn't control I just went to my room and my uncle was leaving and usually in a Persian household as somebody's leaving you go off you say your yeah. goodbyes and everything yep. and you have to be there I was like no I don't want to talk to anybody right now let me just yeah. be and I feel like my parents kind of like started talking to them knocking on the door to see what's going on and I kind of just broke down and that was when I first explained to them everything mm-hmm. that was going on and they didn't understand it at the time but yeah. they tried their best because yeah. they were I feel like they were never really around those type of feelings or stuff yep. like that. So I feel like it was at that point that I started to kind of turn things around. Not the best, but it was kind of like the start of things. And then I went to therapy for a few sessions and it was helpful for me, but at the same time, it wasn't really helpful. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I feel like 
just a back and forth. Maybe it was the wrong therapist that I went and visited, but it was just the back and forth that I was having with the therapist. It wasn't really, I felt like it wasn't really productive. I wasn't getting anywhere with the thing. So I kind of just stepped away from that and decided to kind of take things into my own hands and see where I can go from there. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and I think it is one, it is hard to find, like you have to find a therapist that works well Mm -hmm. for you. And sometimes talk therapy isn't always the best for us. There's so many different um, forms out there. My, my cousin herself is an art therapist, you know, so she works with Mm -hmm. disabled um, or adults with disabilities and, and doing art therapy through that route of relieving anxiety or depression or anything like that. Um, But it is, there's, there's so many different outlooks or outlets out there that are now coming to the forefront, I think because of the exactly. pandemic and everything, but it's still hard. Um, I mean, still to this day, my parents, it's still hard for them to fully grasp the whole like depression, anxiety, mental health yeah. thing, because um, and like, even with my brother, he, so he's older than me and he still is just like, I just don't understand why you can't just like, push through it's like no like it's not that I'm not right right exactly and I think that's (laughs) the hard part is like how do we then one you know figure out how to figure things out ourselves like you did and then two it's how do we get other people to understand what we're going through and not necessarily to the point where they're like you know yes like this is like you're doing everything correct it's just it's just, just to get that at least a little bit of understanding as to like really the importance of mental health awareness. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just, it, it is true. It's just, I think, especially as a society, it, there's, there is a lot of sweep it under the rug. There's a lot of, exactly. well, we didn't grow up with sharing our feelings. So why do I need to share it to a therapist who I don't even know, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it, there's just so many different factors. And I, I, I appreciate you sharing that because I I also feel like at least from my own perspective, a lot of my guy friends don't, it's harder for them to really be open about their feelings and emotions. And it it, it does come down to also societal standards of, well, men don't talk about that. Right. Right. And I think, I think that's also a hard thing. I mean, did you ever feel like, you were kind of scared to share anything because of the whole societal standards or? Uh, Yeah, definitely. I feel like that was one of the biggest things that it Mm -hmm. took me so many years. I mean, I'm not at the place that I want to be right now either, but still I've improved a lot since that time. And I feel like that was one of the biggest reasons. I'm just, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to say anything to anybody. And for example, like for me and in my like friend group that I was in at mm-hmm. the time, I was always the person that everybody brought their problems and told me about them. Yeah. So I was always that good friend that would listen to everybody's mm-hmm. problem, but I would never reach out because I didn't, I was always scared of the judgment that I was yeah. going to get from people of just reaching out and like letting them know, oh, I'm going through this and this and this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel like that one was one of the hardest things. And when I broke down talking to my parents about it, mm-hmm. that kind of that was when I dropped out of St. Thomas. I took okay. a year off to kind of just focus on myself and see yeah. how I can turn things around and just kind of like do a restart on my life and yeah. get my mind right. 
Yeah. And I think that's also a fair point too, um, to touch on is not everyone needs to, this sounds, I mean, this sounds terrible, but I feel that sometimes you don't always need to go to college right away. Um, Correct. Because there are different ways to experience life and to figure out what is best for you. Um, So like Mm kind of going back to the, um, the cultural standards and everything, like my parents were like, once you're done with high school, you go to college. Once you're done with college, yeah. you get a career, you right get your, you're into your career, you get married, you have kids, da, 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 da. But for me, I was like, I don't want to go to college right away. I want to take a year off and I want to travel the world. Like I, I wanted to mm-hmm. just travel and experience different cultures that way, because you can learn so much from traveling in and yeah. of itself that it's a different type of experience. And so my parents were like, no, you have to go to school. So I think, and then going off of that, I think that's where I started to break down myself too, is I was like, this school is not for me. It's like too rigid. Like high school was easy. Cause it's like, you didn't have to, you could take a test with your eyes closed and it'd be fine. Yeah, you know, yeah. like it's just easier that way. But like in, in, in college, it's like, there's so many different aspects that are coming your way that you have to navigate through. And it's, it's hard as a young adult, because one are, I've spoken about this in the past, but like our brains aren't fully developed until we're 26. So your frontal cortex or your frontal lobe and your prefrontal cortex aren't fully developed in the sense of um, having your logic, all of your logic intact. So again, just having to make these big life decisions of what's my Mm -hmm. major, what am I going to do for the rest of my life? It's hard. Like, yeah, I appreciate you saying that you, you took a year off because it is sometimes you need that break in order to kind of reevaluate everything and, and see Mm -hmm. what it is, what is your priority in life? You know, what, what is your next step? Yeah. Yeah, so like for me, I was in, in the exact same situation. Like yeah. in the Persian household, that's we brought you to the U.S. to go yep. to college, to get a good education. So that was kind yep. of like I had to go straight out of high school. I had to go to college, mm-hmm. and I was seeing like all of my friends, my family members, them getting to like U of M and like, getting to like all of these good schools all around. And like yeah. for me, it was. I was getting rejected from some of my top schools and like St. Thomas was kind of a big one that kind of accepted me. So I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to go there. Mm-hmm. I have some of my friends that are also going there with me as well. So I was like, okay, we're going to have a little bit of a group there that is yeah. going to be us together. And I feel like then that first semester, the, the three friends that I had with me, they were able to transfer to U of M from St. Thomas. So they're okay. all three of them were able to transfer there. But for me, since my grades were not the best and stuff, so I could not transition over to U of M. So I had to stay at St. Thomas. Yeah. And that was very tough for me because I just completely like lost that support group, that little bit of right. support group that I had. I just completely was gone. So I had to kind of start over everything, yeah. kind of like find new friends and stuff to study with or do stuff like that with. Yeah. And I feel like it was, uh, for me, I started, when I started school, I wanted to go into medical degree. I wanted to get, become a doctor, 
become uh, I think I started in I want to become an eye surgeon that's okay what I wanted to do with and then I was like you know biology is not for me this yeah. math and stuff is not for me yeah and then I transfer over and to go to computers and stuff like that and coding and stuff I was like yeah this is not for me either let me go yeah. into IT and stuff like that so right now at Mankato I'm doing IT kind of a little bit of my pace of things but it's still yeah. difficult I'm still trying to figure things out as I go along yeah and so was, it's a process well and was the doctor part kind of partly because like your parents directed you towards that yeah. route okay because I was the same way I originally went to school to be a pediatrician and then from there I was like I don't want to do biology I don't want to do chemistry <laughs> so then I transitioned to behavioral neuroscience and then I was like maybe I can be a neurosurgeon and then I was like I don't know. I don't trust myself with people's <laughs> brains, but it is, it's, it's again, going back to the, the, the standards that are upheld in households, you know, like, well, yeah. we, we sacrificed everything to bring you here <laughs> and um, exactly. put food on your, t on your, on your plate. So it is hard. It's um and it's uh, for me, at least it was hard for me to finally tell my parents, like, I don't want to be a doctor. Like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to be a doctor. Like, this is what I want to do with my life. Um, yep. And it's, it's still hard. I'm still trying to figure out my shit and I'm <laughs> going to be 36. You know, it's like, there's just so life is hard. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's difficult. Very difficult. Yeah. I mean, I guess what, uh, what made you kind of go towards more it route versus something else? Uh, I feel like, uh, well, growing up, I was always, Good with computers and stuff okay. and I have this uncle that my whole family is like you're turning into your uncle and that uncle that I have is like very strict on things he's very good with computers and okay. I'm always the same thing like when I'm taking care of my brothers or my little cousins I'm always the strict cousin that like uh, yep. <laughs> yeah I, I keep them straight I'm like okay do we do this we do this yeah so I, keep them safe but I'm not really the fun cousin in the group. Yeah. so I feel like my uncle is kind of the same thing and I really looked up to him when I was younger mm -hmm. and just kind of learned from him and like him being in that sort of work line of work as well kind of just falling into the same thing you know just asking him questions here and there I'm like oh how do you do this or how do you do this just just seeing his knowledge on everything that he knows about computers and kind of just IT I was like you know this is kind of what I want to do and yeah. it's not ultimately what I want to do at the end like I always I feel like for me especially like that nine to five job I feel like is never it's not what I'm looking for to do yeah. so I feel like that's kind of like that's what I'm going to start with I'm going to mm -hmm. do something with that and kind of just transition over to something that I truly love later. Okay. So what is the, what's kind of your biggest passion right now? I know Pat had uh, mentioned that you want to do like a cookbook or. Yeah. So I'm kind of uh, right now it's mostly just recipes that either I made up or some recipes that I kind of learned online and mm -hmm. kind of just tweaked it myself that I've, I've written like about like, 30 or 45 recipes down That's and it's awesome. kind of just right now it's just for me and yeah just kind of all the cooking that I've done but 
I made my dad especially made this promise to me. He was like, once you get your college degree or you get your four years, dad, he'll help me pay for culinary school. And okay. I want to do that. So I feel like that's, that's so going to cool. be you know, big step. So once I get done with this, I'm going to go to culinary school and kind of just get started in that and see yeah. what things think. That's awesome. And I, I get where your parents are coming from too, because it's at least mm-hmm. the IT is something that you could fall back on just to be safe. Um, if you yeah. need to like make some money in the meantime, um, while you're in culinary school. So that that's cool. Yeah. And do you, as far as like your recipes go, do you pull from like your Persian background or is it something that like you have like almost like a, it's like a fusion of foods that you do? Uh, from, I feel like, uh, I, I leave all the Persian food cooking to my mom. She's okay. the best at it. We can't compete with her. So yeah. I've learned a few of the recipes that she makes and stuff, but mostly I make, especially in our household, I make everything else. So I make like the Italian dishes, okay. the Asian cuisine, or my specialty right now is like grilling meats or just smoking of okay. just briskets ribs and stuff like that so that's kind of where my passion is at the moment yeah okay that makes sense I mean (laughs) I guess uh, my mom actually I my mom is not I don't don't know if your your parents are like this too but like she's not one to like compliment much on things (laughs) (laughs) so she at one point there's this dish called curry curry it's a Filipino dish it's it's almost like the Filipino version of like a like a Thai peanut sauce in a sense but it's like a stew Mm -hmm. and my mom was like you make this better than any Filipino I know I was like yes that was like the (laughs) biggest compliment and it's so silly because it's like your parents should compliment you but it's like yeah (laughs) that was a huge thing because again coming from a parent who you know obviously grew up with Mm -hmm. Filipino cuisine all the time it was like oh my gosh it's like the biggest compliment I could ever get (laughs) Yeah, I think, yeah, I had the same thing. It was a few years back. I made this dish that my dad, like, absolutely hates cumin. Okay. He does not like it in any of his foods. Just okay. growing up, like, he just did never like it. Yeah. And then I think I made, like, a dish that had a lot of cumin and stuff in it. Mm-hmm. And just seeing him, I didn't tell him that there was an there. I wanted to see if he'll, like, notice that right. it has it in And he... He ate it fine. He loved it. He was like, this is one of the best dishes I've ever had. And then at the end, just telling okay. him, like, oh, <laughs> this ingredient I hate the most. There's a lot of it in here. Just seeing his face was just like, I can, uh, that was the point. I was like, okay, maybe I can cook food. Maybe I can yeah. like, come up with good ingredients and stuff. Yeah. So what would be something like, what would be like your dream job then? Like once you're done with culinary school? Um. Uh, I feel like for me, I have, like, my thing would be, like, getting my own food truck and kind of just, yeah. kind of, like, a slow pace work environment, just creating the food, because I feel like pressure is always hard, just producing more and more foods and stuff like that, yeah. so kind of just that low pressure and kind of just making sure the quality is the, the number one priority for everything yeah and kind of just seeing everything and I have some family members in Atlanta who 
Uh, one of them owns like a French bakery down there, and the other one oh, owns yum. like two or three uh, Persian restaurants in Atlanta. Okay. And I might go maybe this summer or next summer and kind of just work at one of the restaurants and see like the type of environment of yeah. how everything is and just the pressure and how they to do things in like a actual professional kitchen because yeah. cooking at home is very fun and it's hard but it's right. a completely different environment yeah no that's like I think that's a great idea and um I think the food truck is cool because it's like at least you can then be mobile and then mm-hmm. um but still we still have that creative element on your food that you're creating um yeah but the quality that's cool that's awesome well I I think that's a great thing for you to at least strive for <laughs> I mean again obviously you're going to be Thank finishing you. your normal degree but it's yeah. I think it's to have something like that though to to look forward to um is mm-hmm. is huge even just like us in the competition it's it's something to work towards and I think that's where I feel like is always it's always been a benefit for me to have something to work towards you know it's always that next challenge in life just yeah figuring out what, what's the next thing that I'm gonna do I think I forgot where it wasn't really code but I heard somewhere the same that like you kind of lose your way when there's nothing else to strive for in life you kind mm-hmm. of just oh there's nothing else going on you kind of become complacent and just go back on your old habits yeah. And I feel like just having the next challenge or like the next man up mentality of just keep keep moving. Just yeah. If you're not doing it, somebody else is gonna do it. So you might as well be the one doing it. Yeah. So I feel sure. like that is gonna help me a lot in the future. So my question then is when you've accomplished a goal or um hit reached the challenge that you were trying to strive for what do you do then to like level yourself up to the next one? Like what is something that you do to then find your next challenge? Um, I feel like for me, the next challenge is always so far to this point. It always comes up as a surprise. Like okay. I never really plan for it. It just yeah. happens. Like, especially with like the strong man, like, yeah, I didn't know it was going to happen. <laughs> I think you had a post up of like which one you were voting for one yeah and yep. I voted for the strongman one yeah it's and funny because like, actually mo- a lot of people did strongman for me they <laughs> I think maybe it's because I it's been I am coming out of hiatus but I think it is it's a, it's a different kind of challenge as you can probably yeah. um tell from just training for it it's it's yeah, a different exactly. beast <laughs> yeah and then I remember like it was just just in the afternoon, Pat texts me and's like, "Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's doing this. Do you want to go with it?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah." Challenge. You texted me a few days later. Yeah, <laughs> and then I signed up there. I know. So I was, I, it was it was awesome. And then it was funny because then Brandy was like, "God, I've always wanted to do a strongman." I'm like, "Just fucking do it." And she's like, no, I'm like, I'm not strong enough. I'm like, you don't know until you try. Like, I mean, exactly. Honestly, like that is one of the biggest things for like any competition I've ever been in it's like it one you run like you're already running on adrenaline so like Mm -hmm. that's gonna take care of a lot of it in and of itself but two it's like when you start to do your training for it you realize you are a lot stronger than you think because especially for some you know people like us who are constantly working out and doing lifting um Mm -hmm. it you kind of just surprise yourself on the lifts that you do because 
Yeah. Again, you're so used to doing these types of lifts, but you don't actually realize like what your max actually is until you get in and do it that you're yeah, like, oh, you're okay. One reps. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay. I am pretty strong. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's, what's great. I was excited. Cause I, I think I was talking to Crony and I was like, I think Armand would be awesome at Strongman, And then, um, Crony is like, you should text him. And so then I think that's where just like the domino effect happened. Yeah. Cause then I was talking to Pat about it. Cause actually, so after I had posted the, you know, like the straw, like which one should I do strongman or the mm-hmm. tough mutter. And it was so funny. I texted Pat and like, what do we think? Like, should I, should I just do it? And he's like, let's fucking go. I was like, okay, I guess we're doing it. Um, but I'm excited. I'm excited again. If I, if I, if I fail and I, I fail, like I, it's, it's fine. Like at least yeah, there's nothing yeah there's no but, downside to it right like we're we're putting ourselves out there we're doing it I think that's probably the best that um anyone can say and personally I'm like shit like to be like almost four years away from 40 and doing a strongman like that's pretty awesome in and of itself you pat on the back to me yeah <laughs> but you know what I mean like it's just I think that's like the cool thing it's um there's something I've always been such a fan of weightlifting because there's something about moving that iron that it's Mm -hmm. it's it's empowering it's like holy shit like (laughs) yeah there's there's so much I feel like the joy that I get like when I've been working towards a weight for so long and then one day just oh I just did it like that joy that you get from it it's like nothing else it is I mean yeah for sure I think that's and I think that's why it's like funny because like I have some friends that like they're not really into weightlifting I'm like but have you really tried it? Because it's, <laughs> there's something about it that going back to how you said, like, that was like a good um way to kind of get out of like the mental funk or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And, and it is, it's one of those things where it's like, all right, you know, where am I going to leave all my anger out and my frustration? Where am I going to leave it on? I'm going to leave it on the fucking platform because once yeah. I lift that weight, like there's no worries. It's like I, my anxiety is gone. gone. Like, any like negative thought I've had in my head it's gone because it's like you see yourself moving such a large amount that you're like all right like let's go (laughs) like I can get through anything um I don't know if what it's like for you but that's how I feel sometimes it's just like I just exactly okay (laughs) exactly and then you see like some of those videos online of like some of them like putting in the statistics of like oh this many number of people can do this stuff, and then yeah. that really puts it into perspective of like maybe I am really strong. Right. Maybe I can, right. Yeah, maybe I can do this. Well, and it's crazy too, because like as people get older, it's a lot less for people that lift weights. Um, and so that's why it's just funny because my mom's like, you know, like I don't think you should be lifting so heavy. I'm like, but I'm not even doing it like on to the point where it's gonna damage my body. Like I'm I'm doing it as Pat says, it's in a sustainable way. And, but it is, it's like, I'm building my bone density. I'm building muscle to help burn fat. I'm, Mm -hmm. there's just so many different elements that go into working out, especially with weightlifting. I don't know. Like I'm just such a, maybe it's because I hate cardio, but it's just (laughs) like, I still like just, there's something about lifting, lifting. That's just way better than if I were to like run a mile or run five you know it's just yeah it's just so pure it's like the best for me especially it's the best type of exercise it is it is uh, yeah I don't know that's that's just me for sure but uh what is what's been something that has been 
I guess the most helpful for you in even just training in general to just kind of get in the um, gym and get your stuff done? Uh, I feel like the motivation that's getting me there is especially my little brother. Mm-hmm. I feel like he has been the one that I see myself in him in a lot of ways of like, I see some of the mistakes that I made when I was his age and I see him doing the exact same thing and kind mm-hmm. of just trying to be his role model and making sure I don't repeat those same mistakes and be like the best version that I can be to kind of show him that this, all of these are possible. And kind of that just keeps me motivated to go back to the gym each and every day Yeah, and kind of improving on everything that I do. And I feel like without that, I would not be where I'm at today. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think um, (laughs) that's just, I love that, that, that you said that because I have an older brother and I'm the youngest. So it's to have, have an older brother that really looks out for you is it's, it's huge. I mean, I, I mean, and I guess I'm sure you can also do say the same, but like having a sibling with the compet like competition, it's like, Mm -hmm. I remember always being like, I want to be better at my brother than this but it never would happen because he was always so good at sports and I but now like that I'm like lifting and stuff I'm like that's the one thing I have on my brother (laughs) is I can outlift him but it's and it's but it's funny because it does help I don't know I love the competition in the sense that it's like it helps you better yourself but then it also then in turn helps you help others to really realize their potential. So it's kind of like a twofold Mm -hmm. situation. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember like that, the challenge aspect of it. I remember the, when I did the 75 day hard, Mm -hmm. it was just when I first started, I did a few days. I was like, okay, this is, I like this. This is like a good challenge and stuff. So I told like a group of my friends, and two of them started it with me as well. So they okay. started their own 75 day hard and they were just texting me back and forth, like telling me, oh, it's getting hard like this. I was just walking them through, but like stick with it. You'll, yeah. It's a good challenge and stuff. And out of the two of them, one of them finished completely. And then the other one, the same thing happened. Life happened. And yeah. then he just couldn't restart it back up. But for him, I see it now in him as well, just his life on how like that kind of changed everything he started going to the gym more he started mm-hmm. like falling in love with the gym now so it's kind of fun to see that I could also help somebody else change kind of their yeah. aspect of life well and it's the little things like that I mean you don't mm-hmm. think that it's gonna be beneficial until you see them really going after it and doing yep. and accomplishing things and I think that's what's so great about the gym is there's so much community and support that mm-hmm. I mean really you can just accomplish anything with like that kind of yeah. people backing you up it's crazy yeah it's like that like Kevin Garnett quote anything is possible it's yeah. truly anything is possible yeah there's nothing holding us back yeah that's true I mean I love KG um (laughs) but yeah it is I mean I think that's the other thing is I think I guess for me if if there was someone in your like let's say your group of friends that was really having a hard time and you know they needed some sort of guidance what would be something that you would help them with or share with them to kind of get out of 
whatever maybe mind funk that they're in um, and then kind of refocus that energy into something positive. I feel like uh, it's different for each person, but I feel yep. like one thing that usually helps like in my friend group or some of the people that I've been able to help was because of just being in the ear, just listening to what they have to say, just being mm-hmm. that person and just not even giving them advice on anything, just listening and having them be able to hear themselves speak and kind of just repeat what they're saying. Yeah. And that kind of most of the time will just click it in them and be like, Oh, I can do this. And literally like for me, I didn't do anything. I was just there and I listened to them speak and they kind of figured that out on their own. But sometimes for some people, they kind of need that helping hand of like, Oh, you need to go to the gym or like they're struggling with their weight or they're trying to start that like going to the gym. I'm like, okay, here, I'll come with you every day for the next one to two weeks. Let's go Mm -hmm. together. Let me help you out in that aspect. So it's different for each person, but it's kind of you have to tweak it for every for everyone. And yeah. it really helps in a lot of situations. Who was that one person for you that really just kind of kept you going? Do you feel? Um I feel like for me it's it's that whole group at Anytime Fitness. It was yeah. just that group of that 7 p.m. group of just yeah. Pad, Crony, Mad, you, and just everybody else of just yeah. them pushing me, seeing everybody, oh, they can lift that way. Let me, let me go yeah. and try and see if I can get there. I know. It's even <laughs> like with you, like whenever I see you, like, let him, like, shit, now I got to up my weight. <laughs> like, all right, <laughs> like, I'll, yeah. I'll add more weight. But it's true. There is something, and not that it's like a, not that competition, because sometimes competition to people is like a negative thing, you know, but mm-hmm. I think it's a, it's a competition within ourselves to be like, yeah. okay, well, they're doing it. Like I can try it too, because I, again, it's going back to that empowerment. I feel like that group is really good about cheering us on, but also challenging us. Exactly. Um, I think, I think that's like the best way to put it because I was telling Pat, it's like, I don't know what I would have done because um, I, I had a really tough year. And I think like if I didn't have that community and like the workouts and just kind of mm-hmm. leaving everything out at the gym, I don't know where I'd be. And it's just it's and it's so silly because I feel like some people are just like, I mean, it's just the gym, but it's like it really isn't and like it is it is a therapy session. It is like a community of friends. It is, um, competition. It's, there's so many different elements that I feel like that's why I'm so like, I am like, you need to work out because that like one, it releases endorphins obviously. And two, it's just, (laughs) there's something about being in a group of people that are like-minded in the sense of they want to better themselves. That just helps you get through so much of life exactly it's just that that support group just having finding in anything in life just find being able to find that support group it will just help you immensely on anything that you're doing in life yeah i feel like for me you and i feel like many others gym is that thing it's just that i feel like it's the purest form of therapy that just going in just lifting some weights and everything doesn't matter anymore at that time 
And it's not even, even if it's not like, even if it's not like lifting weights, excuse me, it's, it could even just be walking on the treadmill or just even the stair climber, whatever it is. I just feel like there's something about being in a group setting. I mean, it kind of goes back Mm -hmm. to team sports, you know, like there's something about it that just helps you really navigate and it really helps you, um, kind of create that awareness of what you can do and all the possibilities that you have in front of yeah. you. Yeah, and this, then the mentality of like, we are one. It's just that mm-hmm. if one thing stops working, everything is going to fall apart. So just yeah. being, it's like a clock. It's just everything got to move and it's same pace every single time. And you need all of that to be able to succeed in life. And without that, there's going to be a lot of bumps in the road of, a lot of downtimes, a lot of just terrible things that nobody should ever go through. But right. you need that support group. I feel like that's the big thing. Yeah, no, I agree. That's that's such a great point that the whole, you know, one thing stops, then everything else is going to mm-hmm. just fall apart. It's true. I mean, it's our mind and our bodies are so in- interconnected. And I've said that before. And it's, and it's true. I mean, without the brain, you, your body doesn't function without your nervous system. You don't, you don't experience all the different feelings, the touching, the senses, like, so it's just, it's so, and that's why I think, um, the mechanics is so fascinating too. It's like when you're lifting, it's like, if you go into that lift and you're like, I'm not going to fucking lift it, you're not going to fucking lift it. You know, it's not, yeah. And I think that's, what's so, that's what I love about working out it's just there's so many different things that go into it and there's so many things Mm -hmm. that you don't realize go into it until it's you're in that negative space and you're like whoa I gotta take a step back I gotta reevaluate and I gotta I gotta get my shit together (laughs) like and just kind of refocus on things it's yeah I see like some people working out in the gym and they just for me I'm always kind of if I'm not feeling a bad day, I'm all over the place. Like I'm thinking yeah. about everything else and mm-hmm. stuff. But like on those days that I need to be focused, I'm laser focused. Like yeah, nothing can break that focus. I can talk with people, like say hi with them and everything. But I feel like I completely forget about that conversation that never happened. It was just, <laughs> I was so focused yeah. on that. I just forgot everything. It was just about what I wanted to achieve on that day. Yeah, for sure. So I feel like just having that focus really helps out a lot as well. Yeah, no, I agree. That's I think that's that's a great point, and um, I think that's a great point to kind of end on because I think focus is so huge, and I think that's something that a lot of people think they might not have or they lack, but it just it's yeah. it's it's consistency of doing something um, to better yourself. It's it's the the community that you have to support you to get through that. Um, There's so many factors and yeah, I think focus is such a good thing. And I think everyone has the ability to focus on something uh, Mm -hmm. to better themselves on. It's just a matter of like what they prioritize in that day. Exactly. It's just, you have to figure out kind of what you're good at or what you want to do Mm -hmm. in life and kind of just put your whole focus on that and try to achieve that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate you joining me today and I thank you for having me. I don't know if you've heard any of the other episodes, but I like to end with a lightning round. (laughs) 
Yeah, I did. I was okay. listening to a few of the podcasts. I was uh, prepared. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. That means I have to switch things up. No, just kidding. Um, okay. So, favorite movie? Favorite movie? I feel like I have two. So, the one of them is Fury. Ooh. I don't know. Yep. That one is a very good one. And for me, Dark Knight, right? Dark Knight Rises. So with I think we've had this conversation before about uh, the about (laughs) Ben Affleck being Batman and uh, and even like Liam Hemsworth being the Witcher, like yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. But yes, I that's that those are both great movies. Like those are definitely movies you could watch nonstop. They're they're both great. Yeah, at any time. Yeah, they're so classic movies. Oh yeah, yeah, good at any time. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then, uh, sorry, donuts or cake? Um, donuts. If you could eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Um, so like steak would kind of be like cop out, just saying yeah. steak. <laughs> but I feel like for me, it would be definitely ribs. There's okay. so much you can do with ribs. It's there is. delicious. And you can do dry ribs, like dry rubs, or you could do the sauces. Yeah, that's a good point. If there's one food that you could get rid of and never have to eat again, what would it be? Uh, Lettuce. (laughs) Anybody that knows me, I absolutely hate lettuce. Like, I just cannot have it at all. So, Like, just any type of lettuce or just? Any type of lettuce. I I just, that taste of lettuce, to me, it tastes like dirt and water. Like, that's just... (laughs) I just cannot have it for some reason. All right, my fair. friends make fun of me about it. It's just, I just can't. Oh, fair <laughs> point. Fair enough. Uh, what is your favorite color? Uh, orange. Do you have any hidden talents? If so, what are they? Uh, hidden talents. Uh, I'm kind of good at drawing. I feel like I haven't practiced it in the past few years, but drawing, I feel like it's one of my hidden talents. Okay. Uh, what is, if you could be any animal, what would it be? Any animal. Uh, like a rhino. Oh, interesting. Why the rhino? Uh, I feel like they're such like durable animals. They're like <laughs> extremely strong. They're durable, yeah. like they just go through life they've gone through so much like head on they just keep going yeah yeah okay that's fair uh first celebrity crush first celebrity crush oh hmm i don't really think about this one uh i feel like i was a kid i feel like angelina jolie that was like okay back in the day watching like the Tomb Raider movies and stuff like that so I feel like that would be the first one <laughs> it's funny that you say that back in the day because I'm pretty sure she... that was like when I was in college oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's okay um what is what has been your most humbling experience so far in life um let's see I feel like my most humbling experience was when I first moved, well, what, like I'll say the first day or like the first week that I was at the gym, when I first started going to the gym, okay. just me lifting those weights, I'm like, okay, this is 
those heavyweights and then just looking around everybody else at the gym somebody else like deadlifting 500 somebody doing 400 i'm like okay that just brings you down to earth like very fast and, yeah but that was like i feel like the, one of the biggest ones that kind of just motivated me to keep going okay uh toilet paper roll over or under oh um, this it has to be over okay i'm outed i don't know who it is in my office but someone's been doing it under and it like drives <laughs> me crazy so i like have to like keep flipping it yeah, flip uh, <laughs> uh what does a person need to be happy oh um, a clear mind i feel like if you can if you have the ability to just in, at any point in the day, just taking the time and just meditating or relaxing, just kind of clear your head. That I feel like for a lot of people, it's the key to happiness. Just being having, being able to clear your mind. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, what is one place that you've always wanted to visit to? That's on your buzz. That's on your bucket list. Um, let's see. Since um, I love cooking, I would say either it has to be France or Italy. Just okay. going and just kind of experience all the different types of foods and mm-hmm. like the way they prepare it and everything like that. I will say French cuisine is amazing. I it, gained yeah. a lot of weight when I went there because I <laughs> took advantage, especially the pastries, like all of the desserts. And I'm not a dessert person, but there's something about eating like an eclair every day like it was <laughs> probably terrible for my heart but that's fine um yes yeah, so that's I think that's a good one and Italy's on my list too because the food's amazing yeah. um what is a song that best describes your life right now hmm. uh let's see I feel like one song that might not be a sister, but like the song that I almost listen to every single day, like before going to the gym, is It Was a Good Day by Ice Cube. Yeah. I feel like that song, it's, <laughs> I connect with it a lot at some sense. So yeah. I feel like that one is a good one. And it's a good one to like kind of get you pumped up too for like the mm-hmm. gym. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, what is, so if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Uh, power. I feel like teleportation would be the one. You can be everywhere in the world, but just a snap of a finger. Yeah. Going back and forth. That'd be awesome. Oh, what is something that most people don't know about you? Like, what's a one random fact? Oh, uh, random fact. Uh, when I was a kid, I did ballet for like a year and a half to two years. No kidding yeah <laughs> oh that's did you do it uh because I know a lot of football players do it because of like agility and stuff like that but or just no it was just, oh, okay I did it it was like a ballet and gymnastic like mixed oh, okay. classes so it was just I did that as like a sport when it was like six or like five okay. or six very you know, so okay that's cool I never <laughs> would have guessed <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh what is uh Wait, sorry. I'm going backwards. What would be something that uh you would want to share with the youth of today? So what's what what's your what would be your word of advice for today's youth, I should say? 
Um, be transparent. Be open. Nobody, nobody cares, and just be open so you can get through all of your problems. Like the more you sweep it under the rug, the worse it's gonna get later on, and it's gonna be that much harder to be able to get yourself out. Of it. So yeah. being as transparent as possible is gonna help tremendously. That's thank you again so much for joining me. It was it was great to talk to you because it was. I feel like it's it's hard for me to talk about like uh cultural things a lot of the times because a lot of my friends didn't have immigrant parents so it was I appreciated the conversation where we were able to talk about that because even though uh you know it was from different you know our parents and families are from different countries it's still there's similarities in the sense of a lot of similarities yeah and it's and it's so funny because I've come across that with a lot of friends um or not I mean any friends or person that I've met that have had immigrant parents or are immigrant them, immigrants themselves, there it, it's yeah. so crazy that because you don't think that that would be a, like a commonality of um, things yeah, being but... swept under the rug, but it really <laughs> is, and it's kind of crazy. Like I don't know, maybe it's just because like society here is like a little bit more. Yeah, I feel like it guess... comes with like that really like the hard working aspect of it not yeah. that like people here aren't hardworking it's just like the different mentalities things yeah. are might be a little bit harder for yeah people from another kind of having to migrate and bringing everything with you your whole life mm-hmm. with you is kind of toughens you up a bit well and even even in the sense of like the freedoms that we have here compared to other places yeah. Um, I, I mean, like my parents lived through martial law in the Philippines. So it's like, it's just crazy hearing those stories. Um, and some of my friends, um, their, their parents immigrated from Cambodia and it's like hearing what they had to go through to get here. And it's just, and I'm sure like for you as well, it's just, there's just so many different things that we, I think many sadly take advantage of, um, as far as freedoms and, that's why I'm like yeah. so I'm so grateful to have had parents that are immigrants because it's like I can appreciate the little things in life um even like a flushing toilet <laughs> because there's yeah. times where I was in the Philippines and there was no like I mean it was like a hole in a cement thing like that was it <laughs> you know so yeah. I think and having to like help my great uncle on the rice farm so th- there's just so many pre- so many things that you can appreciate um from the different yep, cultures exactly. for sure like for example for my family we come uh my family is very religious i'm not so much yeah but like their religious background is baha'is and in iran they don't like that religion a lot so there was a lot okay. of persecution and stuff like that and if like for example a few of my mom's aunts and stuff they went to jail for just practicing that religion wow so that was that was one of the biggest reasons that why we moved yeah to united states because i remember in third grade i got kicked out of maybe four or five schools because of my religion they wouldn't wow. just they wouldn't let me study so that was like i think the biggest drive for my parents to move out and bring everybody yes. here and that's again it's it it sounds so in it, not sounds but it's it's so crazy that like something like that 
can happen mm -hmm. uh, versus like here it's like we have the freedom of speech we have the freedom so it's exactly. just like the little things that we don't think about every day um that yeah. other people experience all every day and, I mean it's just it, that's so crazy like how would yeah. they even find like I mean I guess do they find out because of like your well, family name like or the like first day of school that we give you this form that have like oh what oh, religion are you and okay. like in the Baha'i religion you're not supposed like one of the big things like you're not supposed to lie and like lying is very bad so like yeah to be honest so we would take that religion on the sheet and like a week would go by and yeah they would be like oh your son can't attend school anymore oh that's so crazy <laughs> It's sad. And yeah. I mean, I'm sure that's how it is, like with like Israel and Palestine. I mean, that's a whole nother in and of yeah. itself. But it is. And it's it's sad that people get persecuted for things that they believe in. Can't we all just get I know it sounds so much easier said than done, but it's like, why can't we accept other people's indifferences? Like I just don't understand why that's such a hard concept. Like Yeah, but everything that's been going on, like just comes out to like why can like why do you care somebody is doing that just right. leave them alone let them as right. long as like, they're just, not harming can't anybody we just, they're yeah, not doing like, as long as you're not pointing a gun at me like you do you like <laughs> I don't care like, like I'm fine I am happy to support anyone and whatever they want as long as it's not harmful like I yeah <laughs> I know that's why I think yeah. it's just it's so crazy like that I had no idea about that with Iran um that's crazy yeah, it's uh, and like to this day, it's happening. I feel like more and more with everything that's going on yeah. in that country. So I feel like it's. I want to go back there and visit, but it's becoming harder and harder. Oh yeah. Time. Well, I mean, I'm sure even when you guys immigrated here, that would have been around. Like it was uh, was that around the war? Like when it was there, there was like the Afghanistan and Iraq war going on or is it yeah but there was not much happening in iran there was okay yeah there was no wars or stuff happening in iran. but like okay. iran had their own little war with iraq so right but other than that it was like it was great living there but just because of that aspect of life yeah. just being persecuted for basic names and stuff like that it's just very tough oh man well at least you guys your family was able to come here and you know give you guys the opportunities that you've been given so that's that's always a positive yeah. so <laughs> awesome well thank you again it was great to get to know yeah, you on thanks this for level. having me because I mean again I just know you from just working out and um more of the surface level stuff so it's always fun to get to know people on you know what really creates who they are so I enjoyed yeah, it yeah it's great to be here and thank you so much for having yeah, me absolutely I will talk to you soon yeah thank All right. you Bye. Bye.